Good morning and happy Saturday, you guys. It is Amanda and Barron with Kicking Cancer Cares on KSLM Radio, 104.3 FM and 1220 AM. You just get better and better at that. I know. So, before we get started, I would like to give a huge shout out to our sponsors of this first segment, and that is Oddmost Pizza. He's absolutely amazing. He's a huge supporter of everything with cancer related and has been a huge uh, support for Barron with Kicking Cancer. Um, so definitely go check him out if you don't have any dinner plans for this evening. Stop on by. And they even have beer as well. Can't yep. go wrong there. And then our second sponsor is Mark Creamer with the Family Heritage Northwest. Mark is an exclusive agent for Global Life, the Family Heritage Division, where they protect families from financial devastation of cancer and other serious illnesses. Um, I've actually had the pleasure of meeting Mark myself, and he's absolutely amazing um, and can help you with anything. If you have questions, you're not sure if it's a right fit for you, give him a call, and he'll be able to answer all of that for you. And he can be reached at 503 341-4354 or on his website familyheritagenw.com and once about two weeks ago I think I brought you a testimonial mm-hmm. so here's another testimonial from what Mark does I've read a few of them and it's phenomenal so yeah go, go ahead so this one actually came from Howard Ohio okay so it's not a local person but you don't have to be local though, to, local? Re- to use him nope and and the great thing is now you can actually find Mark's information on the kicking cancer website oh okay so we have a spot that says resource next to this resources library mm-hmm. there's a link from our website to his website now okay but this one this is kind of amazing this is uh april of 21 2021 just okay. a little while ago but he says i am so thankful we decided to enroll in this insurance program many years ago when you are young you do not think about getting sick you don't let alone getting cancer mm-hmm. we had we had the foresight for several years before needing it i'm sorry we had the i'm sorry we had the policy for several years before needing it i i am so blessed for making that decision when i needed it it was there for me it paid out $43,513 and that's so tremendous to people um I think it was 33% of bankruptcies. I'm not sure if I'm positive on that number, but 33% of bankruptcies are due to cancer diagnostics. So everything from losing your job, having to travel more, having to pay those extra bills, um, having your family come and help you, finding childcare. There's so much more around it that you don't realize. And so Mark Creamer is absolutely amazing and can help you get on the right path to make sure that 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 doesn't happen to you financially. Well, and the listeners can scroll back. Again, we're on all the podcast services. Go to Spotify, Amazon, whatever you like. Scroll back a little ways. There's an episode called Financial Toxicity. Oh, yep. And we introduced a phrase called stage five cancer, mm-hmm. which is when it metastasizes to your pocketbook. Yeah. Which is a great... Now, you are the segue queen, but I'm going to segue for a second. All right, fine. Because we have a guest in studio <laughs> who could do. probably weigh in on metastasizing your pocketbook. Um, we have Dee Dee Smith in studio with us. Hi, Dee Dee. How are you? Hey, good afternoon. Great to be here. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. So th- we're going to get more into this in a little bit because, um, Dee Dee, your family went through a pretty devastating cancer. Would you say that it does metastasize to your pocketbook? I would absolutely say that. My son was 28 years old. 
Jonathan uh, lived in Spokane, married his high school sweetheart, Becky, and uh, he was a financial planner. And so for anybody to be struck with cancer, uh, he was in fairly good position as far as finances were concerned. But what I recognized being on the oncology units and visiting the children's wing, which we did quite frequently in the two years that Jonathan battled that, the devastation that it weighs on the families who, like you were saying, Baron, have to stay places, go places for treatments. Treatments sometimes have to be out of pocket, and it is just devastating. Um, and then the breadwinner is really affected, especially if the breadwinner is the person that is struck with cancer. Yeah. Then no one fights alone is something that I always say. And uh, when you have cancer, both individuals end up being in the hospital together. Mm -hmm. uh, that one other person definitely can't go back to work. So well, we're going to get devastating. Much, much deeper into Jonathan's story as yeah, the thank show you. goes on. But I want to okay. make, sure, make sure and tell Didi's here before yeah. you get too far along. Yes, absolutely. So there's one other recap that I thought would be kind of interesting to do. Okay. Last week we had Jessica Carpenter with us. Yes. Or the Polar Plunge. Mm -hmm. And we talked about... From Chris Wark's book, these things you're putting on your body and how potentially dangerous they are. So I actually just finished, so that, again, listeners can't see this, but this is a, just a basic degree deodorant. Mm -hmm. More importantly, this is an antiperspirant. And that was the difference between a deodorant and antiperspirant. Okay. What does this say on the back, Amanda? Can you even read what it says on the back? Oh, gosh. You're <laughs> going to be calling out my blindness now. Well, don't feel bad. It is incredibly, incredibly small writing. The ingredient? Can you read it? Aluminum, zinc, granon, I'm sure the chemists right now are probably cringing. <laughs> I'm actually impressed you can read that because Dee Dee looked at it. It's incredibly small writing. It's very small. That is. Like I said, thank you for bringing out my blindness. I know. <laughs> well, I did get a magnifying glass to read this. That is. And they only list the one active ingredient. Only one. That's interesting because I'm sure it's there's seven percent of what's inside this. So what's the other? What's so the where's other? the other 93%? They don't list it. Interesting. But I thought, well, you do list one. So you know me. I don't let grass grow. No, you do not. We, 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 I did some research. I'm going to try to pronounce this. It's aluminum, which is that's the, the dangerous word here. I think it's called zirconium tetrachlorohydrox glycerin complex. Okay. You, that sounded A lot great. of words. A lot of words, right? But 80, 85% of antiperspirant products have this in them. Okay, 85, wow. Now, the reason I say antiperspirant is there's a difference between a deodorant and antiperspirant. Okay. Do you know the difference? No. No. I do not. The aluminum in it? Well, the, the deodorant, all it does is just put some smell in your armpit, mm -hmm. but it doesn't really stop perspiration. The antiperspirant, the, the reason they use uh, aluminum is, is, it, the, is the aluminum actually goes into the pores of your skin. And clogs to, them. To clogs them, basically, stop you from perspiring. Right. So here's, so here's the danger in what I just told you. Um, and, and what I find intriguing here is it says right from their own website, what are some of the dangers? 
So they referenced cancer specifically. Okay. Said limited evidence of cancer, but animal studies show tumors in high doses. Wow. So we have to start our study somewhere, right? So we start with the, with the, with the animals. Yeah. And the animals had tumors in high doses, but not likely in humans. So how, how, how can they assume that, though? That's a really good question. And and what's a high dose um, for an animal? Like, I would like to know, because putting deodorant on, I mean, you do quite a few rubs on each arm. I mean, is that, is a little dose a half a swipe? It's a large dose, four swipes. You know what I mean? Yep. Well, I'm curious how they... You know I just keep digging, right? Do you have the answer for that? I might. Okay. All right. I admire so that. So this is, this is a direct quote. Cosmetics and personal care products are not required to be tested for human safety before being marketed. Okay. The FDA does not require these guys. So they did see high doses of tumors in animals, but they don't have to be tested for humans Mm -hmm. because the FDA doesn't make them. Right. But it did show that uh, safe, safe cosmetics, I'm sorry, Cosmetics are not allowed in Australia. They say no to this product. Really? Do not apply to broken skin, such as hair removal. So many women shave their armpits. Mm-hmm. There it creates broken skin. Yeah. And now this product is getting inside the broken skin. So Australia is saying, <clears throat> you're not going to use it here because of that concern. Really? And the health... Authorities, the governmental health authorities in Canada, <clears throat> have restricted this part in Canada as well. That's interesting. So we're talking about two pretty reputable countries. Yeah. I mean, this isn't Nigeria. Right, right. <laughs> Canada and Australia have said no to that particular, not degree, but to this aluminum, zirconium. Right. They, they will not allow that product in their countries. Okay. So, like, degree can sell a deodorant to them. It just can't have the aluminum in it. And because, one, most consumers don't educate themselves, and you couldn't read this if you wanted to. Yeah, that was difficult. I I had to get the magnifying glass read it. And I was impressed that. you could actually read that. <laughs> I did not read that. <laughs> All that reading it. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, that's... That's unfortunate that we, they don't have that tested on humans. Yeah. Any of the beauty products. That's so unfortunate. So this is kind of a recap and shocking all at the same time. Mm-hmm. But we did talk about products on our skin. Mm-hmm. And as I was just thinking when we did the show, when I was at home, like, well, wonder what's in this stuff that I've been using. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to use this anymore. Right. <laughs> I'll buy some other product mm-hmm. now. Or switch to a deodorant, right? Switch to a deodorant. Take time to educate yourself on healthy things that you can do for building up your immune systems. And I think if COVID has done anything, it has helped us to understand that we we can do better taking care of ourselves and building up our immune systems. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I appreciate those bits of information mm-hmm. and I appreciate nutrition and, and vitamins and um, just getting back to kind of a relationship with food, right? That yeah. just kind of helps us and mm-hmm. good exercise. I think all those things. If our nation had done back in the seventies and early eighties what we've disclosed on this show, if we'd actually adhere to that, I don't think our nation's immune system would be as bad as it is now. COVID would still have occurred, but sure. it wouldn't have hit us as hard because our immune systems 
suck right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, generically speaking. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, mm-hmm. so there's our recap. I like it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, what I brought you for shocking information, um, I'm hoping that Dee Dee can weigh in on this because, and again, we're going to get more into Dee Dee's situation in the second half, but um, your, your son had chemotherapy, correct? He had chemotherapy. Uh, he had osteosarcoma, and uh, he had a rare and aggressive form of osteosarcoma. That is a bone cancer. It usually starts in the femur, and they treat it with a cancer called uh, chemotherapy called the red devil. Oh, wow. And Why would you take anything called the red devil? That sounds... It was horrid. It yeah, was bad. really bad what it did to his system. And yet we felt like we didn't really have any other choices, right? Mm-hmm. So I try to educate the listeners because <clears throat> you mentioned a word. Mm-hmm. Osteo is a, a scientific term for your bones. Mm-hmm. Okay. And our right. sarcoma is basically a, a lump. So you can get a sarcoma. Most You can get them like fatty tissues. Mm-hmm. Yep. You could get a sarcoma in your Gluteus maximus, right? Mm-hmm, you you mm-hmm. know, any fatty tissue could have a sarcoma. The osteo means that the sarcoma was in the bones. Right. Okay. Right. Just to take these big, yeah. huge words. Yeah, no, and thank you for that. Making. Yeah. Well, Chris talks in his book, and again, we've talked to the listeners before. This is Chris Beat Cancer. Mm-hmm. I love and if book. you go to Facebook <clears throat> and you put in Chris Beat Cancer, he has a great following. You can find him on YouTube as well. But he talks in here about the side effects of prescription drugs can sometimes be worse than the disease the drug is designed to treat. Mm-hmm. And in can increase, and I, I wrote I can, so it doesn't mean it will, but can increase your risk of cancer and many other debilitating and life-threatening diseases and even death. Jeez. So he goes into here in, in a variety of them, but... Sometimes, sometimes pharmaceutical companies neglect to inform consumers of the potential life-threatening side effects of their drugs and get in big trouble for it. In April 2014, a U.S. jury ordered uh, Takata Pharmaceutical Company and Eli Lilly, which are two, Eli Lilly is one that maybe might recognize that one quicker, they had to pay $9 billion $9 billion in punitive damages for concealing the fact that their diabetes drugs increased your cancer risk. Yikes. Wow. So they developed a drug yep. to treat diabetes. They didn't tell people that if you take it, you could get cancer. And they had to pay $9 billion for it. Wow. So the other thing I thought I'd bring up, and Dee, you know, I'm talking about just before we start recording... It says this little section is called collateral damage. Chemotherapy drugs can cause damage throughout your body all the way down to your DNA. Many chemotherapy drugs carry the FDA, quote, black box warning because they can cause life-threatening side effects and death. Wow. The, what did you call it? The, the, the red, red devil. Red devil. The red devil. <laughs> kind of an appropriate name. Yeah. This is a very common. We've talked about this with some of other stories. Um one significant damage chemo patients often suffer is from, from brain damage, which is called chemo brain, marked by the inability to think clearly, organize thoughts, and concentrate. During Jonathan's battle, did that happen to him? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, 
I can just testify that, you know, here was a brilliant young man with his whole life ahead of him. He had graduated um, from college with a business degree and was just really on his way. Um, Loved his family, loved his kids. When chemo started, I mean, the multitude of side effects that I I do understand they can't always tell you how it is going to affect you because every individual is different. And people are cured from cancer. People do go through treatments and they are cured from cancer. But, you know, watching my son just become so debilitated yeah. um, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, um, inability to think linear, inability to focus on solutions. And I, and I, you know, chemo just depletes your whole system. It kills every good cell that you have in there because it is trying to kill the bad cells. And so, you know, just watching some of those side effects and not really being able to understand what is happening. Um, and as a parent, trying to support my adult son who was married and a support his wife, you're just asking all of the questions. And I'm sure the the chemo doctors are just overwhelmed with it, but families are overwhelmed at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And you just and you just see your loved ones um, be so affected by these chemotherapy treatments and radiation and it's just a very difficult journey. I always say that the person diagnosed, um, it is a journey of perseverance and radical acceptance because there really is not a lot of options, right? Yeah. Well, and this is intriguing to me, Amanda, because we've had one other parent in the studio, mm-hmm. Bill Brown. Yeah. And you may, I don't know if you had a chance to meet Bill at our honor. Yeah, I did. So Bill's son, Michael, at age four, mm-hmm. gets brain cancer. Yeah. And the only way to get it out is the chemotherapy. And you met, not only did you meet Michael, but he's 35 now. He has beat it. He is so good. mentally about 14 or 15. And I'll do the polar plunge again to support Special Olympics because of Michael. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's the that's not the norm. Yeah. Because right. it says in the book that chemo brain has reported to affect as many as 70% of cancer patients. Wow. That's a very high percentage. Yeah. So seven out of 10 people. Yeah. Well, here's here's the here's wow. what I wanted to bring you. That was really shocking. That was shocking. <laughs> so I can go more shocking? <laughs> yeah. More shocking? I <laughs> Go, Aaron. Go. Um, Chris Wark was diagnosed in 2004. And, and, or he says, my first year of cancer. So he got diagnosed with his first full year of, of cancer. Okay. Right? Chris Wark was in his late 20s. He got stage four colon cancer. They wanted him to go down your traditional route. He did not want to do that. So he went, like Brenda, went very plant based. Right. But he said that, that in 2004, the Journal of Clinical Oncology examined a five-year rate of survival, and they used U.S. and Australians in this study. Now, you and I talked about before about studies need to be a big group of people so you can get a lot of data, right? right? So it was uh, over um, 154,000 Americans. Oh, that's a lot of people. 72,000 Australians and 22 different kinds of cancer. Okay. 
So we've, we've spread it out among not just one cancer, but lots of cancers. And uh, what is that? 226,000 people. Mm-hmm. Pretty good group. And they were all, everyone in that group was being treated with chemotherapy. Okay. That was the point of the study. And this was the conclusion. The overall contribution of chemotherapy to a five-year survival in adults is 2.3% in Australia and 2.1% in the United States. What's that, the difference? That, yeah. that cancer can be treated with chemotherapy? No. It's- 2%, basically 2% of Americans, 2.1, So 2% of Australians and 2% of Americans past the five-year survival mark uh, because yes. of chemotherapy. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Which means 98% very... of them died, and they still use chemotherapy. That is yeah. a very, very small percentage. Yeah. Wow. As the five-year relative survival rate in Australia is now over 60%, it is clear that chemotherapy only makes a minor contribution to cancer survival. Mm-hmm. So in Australia <clears throat> specifically... The survival rate for everything is 60%, and yet those that are using chemo is only 2%. So the conclusion was, why are we doing chemotherapy? And it's so commonly used. Do you remember the episode where we talked about the fact that two-thirds of an oncologist's income comes from chemotherapy? Yep, that's right. Mm-hmm. It's the only prescription they pres- the only thing they prescribe that they, make- that they actually make money off from. Mm-hmm. That's and, yeah. awful. So what I found intriguing... And I don't know if you've listened to this episode, Dee Dee, but my sister is told chemotherapy will not help your cancer at all. So we're recommending four doses. Wow. <laughs> Thanks. Remember, you remember, remember that? Yeah. And like, Brenda goes, okay. goes, wait a minute, you told me it's not going to help. Mm-hmm. So why are we doing any chemotherapy? Mm-hmm. And because it's the one thing he makes money Yeah. I, that infuriates me. I mean, her, her oncologist looked right at her and said, chemotherapy is not going to work on the type of cancer you have. So I'm recommending four doses. So let's just give it a try. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Not only that, but it's like what that does to somebody to, to just prescribe that as their treatment when you know that it's not going to do anything. That's really selfish and greedy. Very. That's unacceptable that i think that but people like that should lose their license i think yeah well that's, that's a you're whole, just playing that's a with whole somebody's other political discussion yeah. <laughs> for sure so how did how did um and we've got about about two or three minutes and we'll get into deeper into the story dd but how did chemotherapy play into jonathan's story well, chemotherapy played into Jonathan's story because that particular cancer uh, is supposed to be cured in um, young children using those particular chemotherapies. But he had a rare and an aggressive form of the osteosarcoma. And as a young man with young children... You can't share a bathroom. Intimacy with your spouse is not recommended. Uh, The things that it does ravaging your body um, is just something that you really cannot uh, begin to understand until you experience it, right? 
and you and, lose and, your ability. And I'm, I'm hearing your voice get a little cracked. So yeah, I think you're remembering those days. Yeah, yeah, you remember those days. And you know, for an individual who has graduated from college and you're successful in your career, beautiful home, beautiful family, and then all of a sudden you can't even share a bathroom with your wife and your two children. It, I, I mean, it is a wave. It is a tsunami wave of change that takes place in a family's life. And I did do some research knowing what Hersa went through. Um, osteosarcoma is typically uh, 11 to 14 year old boys. Correct. Okay. So two dynamics, one, he's not 11 to 14. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tell a story in a few weeks about a girl who was 11 to 14. But that cancer is typically 11 to 14 year old boys. Yes. Wow. Which made the treatment of it so dramatically different. Yes. Okay. Right? All right, well, we're going to take a quick break here. Um, And again, I want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors, Oddmo's Pizza. If you guys don't have dinner plans, definitely go pick up a pizza. My favorite is the Green Monster, as you guys know. And then Mark Creamer with Family Heritage Northwest. Uh, He is your exclusive agent for Global Life, the Family Heritage Division, where they protect families from financial devastation of cancer and other serious illnesses. If you guys have any questions for him, Mark can be reached at 503-341-4345 or on his website at familyheritagenw.com. All right, we'll be right back. 